0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the WrestleManiacs podcast, a podcast where a group of improvisers from Detroit with a mutual love of wrestling come together to discuss each Wrestlemania one at a time. are you maniacs all you nostalgia holics and hardcore members of the IWC and you casual fans who like your pro wrestling on the TV welcome to the WrestleManiacs podcast season two my name is Alex Ketchum and as always I'm here with the man with the plan producer Bob Wick Bob how you doing we're gonna get down today baby and the captain of keeping it real Jake Russell Jake what up though and a big Detroit greeting to all you people out there hope you're gonna enjoy season two this is the first episode Wrestlemania 14 but before we get to that I just want to say, guys, it's good to see you. It's been a, about a week. About a week, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything new?
1: I uh, blew up my voice. <laughs> that's about it. So that's why you got that cool, raspy thing going on today.
0: Yeah, you sound a lot better than normal. I, I <laughs> yeah. like this
1: version of Bob. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I should blow it out more often. <laughs> <laughs> so that, many that, that,
0: that was mm-hmm. unintentional. Uh, mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> So, let's get to it. All righty. The year was 1998. Mm-hmm. Bobby, let's hop back in that time machine and see what was going down. That's a pretty good year for movies. We got uh, Saving Pride of Ryan, The Thin
1: Red Line, The Truman Show, uh, the, He Got Game, uh, and one of my favorites mm-hmm. at that time, Wild Things.
0: Wild Things.
1: Oh, Why was that your favorite, Bob? <laughs> like, honestly, the, kissing, the girl kissing part was cool, but... Like it had a really surprise ending. It got me. Like I was, I always like those kind of movies that you think you know what's going on, and then boom. I actually forgot the ending, so I need to
2: rewatch it. Probably. Yeah, I'm not gonna spoil for you. It's good still. Mm. Uh, you won't spoil it for me. I just don't remember it. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> oh yeah, you keep, keep telling you sorry. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah. For uh, music, uh, we got Brandy and Monica. The boy is mine. Mm. That was a great one. Mm. Uh, Shania Twain. You're still the one. Um, Leanne Rhymes, Rimes, How Do I Live, and uh, that's Elton John, Candle in the Wind, the remake, uh, what's it called, uh, we got, for TV, we have Friends, uh, X-Files, Home Improvement still on, is still on, NYPD Blue's still going, and Will and Grace starts up this year, so pretty good year for TV as well, uh, I don't know what the Wicks are watching, because I'm pretty much a, a teenage boy right now, just doing my own thing. <laughs> Probably watching wrestling all the time over up at my friend's house because we still didn't have cable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, Jake, what happened that was cool? 98,
2: 6th and 7th grade. What was I listen to back then? Uh, so, Jay-Z's uh, third album, um, Volume 2, Hard Not Life, um, dropped in 98, great album. Also, 98 in hip-hop. That was a year of uh, DMX. He dropped two that year, Dark as Hell is Hot, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. Uh, There's a lot of good albums that year. Outcast, Pemini, Big Pun, Capital Punishment, uh, Juvenile, 400 Degrees. My one of my favorite albums that came that year was a uh, Lauren Hill's Miseducation. of Lauren Hill, another great album. And as, but as far as TV goes, um, <laughs> uh, wrestling, which is what we're here to talk about.
0: Yeah, Because call. All right, then let's get down to it. March 29th, 1998, Boston, Massachusetts, WrestleMania 14. Austin versus Michaels is the main event for the world title. Will the Austin era finally begin? With Mike Tyson as a special guest enforcer. Special Mm -hmm. guest enforcer, the baddest man on the planet, Mike Tyson. Will he be involved? So many questions have to be answered at this WrestleMania, and of course they are. But before we get to the main event, we have seven other matches we need to talk about. First off, we start this WrestleMania with a big surprise return. LOD is back with a new manager, Sonny mm 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 <laughs> there were two great things about LOD 2000 and they were poured into that dress <laughs> yeah you, uh, is that this enough? is
1: definitely the beginning of the uh, attitude era like yeah. they're gonna see a lot more of this coming
0: mm-hmm let say what the crowd though they went pretty crazy for LOD coming back and I think that well this inevitably didn't work out right like, it had a chance for sure it, it, they
1: look great here I I think they were just kept on doing what they were doing during this WrestleMania. Like just having a good match coming out being themselves it would have been great. Like I think they just weren't that, that storyline that they they're, they were forcing on to them wasn't fair and it kind of ruined the product.
0: Yeah. But they had a good night tonight. Loved yeah, the right comeback now. and they get the win of the tag team battle Royal, making them the number one contenders for the WWF Tag Team Championship. The next match though didn't really have any surprises or much story. It was the light heavyweight championship. Now, WWF has always had some trouble with the lightweight titles, unlike WCW, who made a real had a real successful cruiserweight division. To compete, they made the light heavyweight title. Takamichi Noku's the champ, but there's never anything really happening around him, and it's just random people he fights. Do you think
1: that's a Vince thing? Because, uh, like, uh, Luke Harper was talking about, like, Vince has a thing for. You know the big Herculean yeah, type dudes, of definitely, the gladiators. It's so. definitely a Vince thing. I, uh, I think that's his not utilize,
2: Yeah, he, he had a lot of he had a lot of talent. He didn't build stories around him that he could
1: have. So yeah, it's definitely a Vince thing. And like Alex was saying, like in WCW, they had all these great like uh, cruiserweight cruiserweight matches. Yeah,
2: like, like tons of them. Like that's that's man. That's that's one of the reasons. That's a people down. I wanna say downplay, but they they, they kinda of overlooked that. That's another reason why WCW was like kicking WWS ass. Like <laughs> But 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 kicking their butt. How how they were winning the um uh, uh Monday the, Monday, the Monday night wars because NWA was um NWA all <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was great. Yeah, but the crew like I was a big fan of like, you know, Everybody, Ray Mysterio, Ultimo Dragon, Kidman. Dean Malenko, you know, Chris
0: Jericho. Man. man. Yeah. All yeah. Dean Malenko was my favorite wrestler in WCW. I,
1: me too. Me too. Like that chain wrestling, they they would move so fast and, and go from hold to hold. It was in, incredible. Even though, you know, like the, this thing's kind of planned out and whatever, uh, it still looks so impressive how they can just go through all that so fast. You know, even like it, the way Jericho wrestled in WCW compared to how he wrestled in WWE he is like night and day, almost. Yeah, he WCW.
2: I take, I take WCW Jericho with WWF personality. Yeah, like like, like WCW wrestling Jericho. Actually, I'll take a uh, New Japan Jericho with uh,
0: WWF personality. <laughs> That's I take a, that. All right, all right. Yeah, I like yeah. the new Jericho. It's good stuff, man. New, the new Jericho, the current Jericho, I guess. The, Jericho. Yeah. No, I meant like when he was with New Japan. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Oh, back in the day at New Japan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah.
2: Like when he just had more, when you saw more of his talent, you saw more of his in ring ability. When he got to WWF, he just got kind of. More personality, like, less. Yeah. More,
0: more sizzle, less stake. Yeah. yeah. Him.
2: Like his, like even his signature, the Lion Tamer, got, you know, got, it pretty much turned into a Boston crab, pretty much. Yeah. It was kind of whack. But anyway, uh,
1: Going off the rail, sorry.
0: No, cool. no, no, that was cool. But we've talked enough about the cruiserweights because WWF didn't really seem to give that much about yeah. uh, it. We just it paid them. more attention to the cruiserweight than WWE ever had. Yeah, <laughs> we just gave them more time than anybody else ever did. You're welcome, cruiserweights. Uh, Takamichi who remains your champion. He beaten Aguila, who would later be S.A. Rios and be teamed up with a little girl called Lila, uh, Lita. Yeah. Lita made her debut as the, the second to S.A. Rios. So. Check that out and see old school essay under the mask or Papi Chulo, whatever you want to call them. Next up, we got another tag uh, title match. It's the European Champion Owen Hart taking on Triple H with the DX rivalry continuing from the fallout of the Hart family from Survivor Series. China is a stipula is a special tip, stipulation is handcuffed to Sergeant Slaughter outside of the ring because Sergeant Slaughter's going to keep an eye on her and make sure she doesn't do anything. Yeah, I don't think you could do that with storyline nowadays. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, the, the the handcuffs were, there was like four feet of China between Yeah, that's so between ridiculous, them. yeah. Um, you knew China was going to get involved. This is like the best China, the quiet bodyguard. She eventually throws the, you know, Sergeant Slaughter gets powder in the eyes and a ball shot to Owen Hart, and I believe that was his last single title, singles title run, unfortunately. But Triple H is your new European champion. Anything else to stick out to you guys about this? No, it, it was a it was a good
1: great match, you know, you got two great wrestlers in there. But the whole thing, like the, the basic story is like like you said, like when is China getting in? Which I don't know. I'd rather just see a seem a better match. Mm-hmm. But I do I do like this like you said, like this China character is really cool in the essence like, you know, this is still a time where female wrestlers weren't getting the respect. But this particular female, they, they're, she's a weapon. She's scary. She's, you know, like, you know, Triple H is a bad guy, um, but with her, like, he's, you know, unstoppable. So that's kind of, I kind of like that too, because she's the size of
2: the dudes, pretty
1: much. Yeah, yeah, she's
2: impressive, man. And, yeah, she was huge. Man, she, and she could wrestle the dudes as well. Like, well. We'll get to that later.
0: We'll get to that later. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 Mixed tag team match is up next, and a mixed tag team match is up next. We got Mark Marrow with his show stealing wife Sable against the artist formerly known as Gold Dust and Luna Vachon, his main squeeze. He stole her from Bam Bam. Just you know, because she was Bam Bam's main squeeze. You get it?
1: Yeah,
0: I got you. I got you. And. um, not hard for her to steal the show, by the way, uh,
2: Sable, you know.
1: Yeah. Again, you can tell this is the Attitude Era. Like,
0: we are going to see a lot more, a lot, lot more of her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was the star of this match. The women were the stars. Luna did a great job making her look good. Of course, Mark Merrill and Sable get the win. Yeah. I feel well, like. Well, Sable, Sable gets the win, to be honest. Yeah. Sable gets the win. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, the audience is loving her.
2: Sable was like the most aggressive person out there. Um, to me like, Sable did a good job. Like, like, like and I'll be honest, like when I saw this match younger, I like I was, I just wanted to see her fight and like, not cause I just, I wasn't interested. I wasn't interested in like, just seeing like, oh, like I see a woman, in, like a skimpy wrestling outfit. I wanted to see her like, see her fight. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? And like, not like all the, like the other, like what's what's the term horn dogs or horn horny people I can't horn dogs is fair yep. horn dog whatever oh my god horn dog I mean, is a term this no cussing stuff is weird <laughs> 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 this this is weird all the all the other uh, guys pervs. how y'all yeah, do pervs? all the other pers in the audience you know so I actually wanted to see them fight um, and I mean, she was dope and Luna was and Luna is uh, underrated too for her, like in ring ability you know so it was great. Uh, Goldust always one of my favorites. Goldust did a great job in this match. Um, made made Mark Merrill look good. Uh, Mark Mark Merrill is actually um, I kind of feel sorry for him because he had some cool moves,
0: but no one really cared <laughs> about yeah. him that much. Yeah, that's why I want to I propose one quick question and then we'll move on. But so like it's apparent that Mark Merrill kind of had a bad run, but it was more because he didn't have much character. Yeah, he didn't have much charisma. Uh, but he did great as Johnny B. Bad in WCW because he had a character he could play. But being himself, he seemed to have a difficult time. Mm. So, what if he had been given the Flash Funk gimmick? Do you think maybe he could have had a good run as Flash Funk, like the somebody called my mama music and just dancing? He'd have the big robes and the big hats and stuff, and he still Possibly. could do the flips.
1: Maybe. I mean, if, if you give anybody a gimmick and they they really go for it, it it seems to work. You know, like you like the the Gold Dust. Like gimmick on paper doesn't make sense and it's kind of weird and you don't see how it would work. But like, because Dustin Reynolds throws everything into that character, it becomes something bigger than him, bigger than us, and it's it's fun to watch. Uh, Here's here's a different question though: What if China and Luna Vasan were in the the this era? Like, if they were in like the women's revolution, like how amazing
0: would that be? Luna Vachon could hold her own. China would be made to look like a chump. You think? One hundred percent. Unless they just really worked the power gimmick. Okay. Uh, but I mean, you watch her matches with like when she has longer matches and stuff. She she did some amazing things for at the time, but like she like just the full match. You watch it; it's like, it's not that great, man. You had to really protect the, the gimmick. Okay, you can I see think. that. Yeah, I think Luna would have would have been amazing. Yeah, Sherry sure, you know, Martel and Luna
1: could go, man. Oh yeah, that'd, that'd be incredible to watch. I mean, the women now I think have way better matches and tell way better stories than the guys. I, I'm I'm really more invested in the females, um, just because they just seem to have like, I don't know, just better better stories and just you know more interesting characters. Like Becky Lynch, I think is the most fascinating wrestler we have in this current era, because is. she tells a really cool story. They need to just break off and just have like.
2: Just do a all woman show pretty much just just have their own women should have their own
1: attitude there a new attitude
2: there to yeah. me, but I don't know
1: they had their own uh their own uh per view where it was all female and it was fantastic i no, love it no, 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 I'm talking about like a reoccurring show they probably have it already, but like i don't I'm not sure,
2: but I'm sure it's been thought about like a like a like a raw like their own raw their own
0: SmackDown, you know something like that. <laughs> And from the mixed tag matches, we go on to the Intercontinental title. The Rock is on his way up the ladder now as the heel, the talking in third person. He's taking on Ken Shamrock, who he's had a rivalry with a rivalry with since King of the Ring. Great match. Not much to say because it was only five minutes. They kind of did everything. Nation of Domination got involved. Ken Shamrock went apeshit. Oop, oop, doggone oh, it. Not much to really talk about. It was only a five-minute match. Every, they did everything. The nation got involved. Ken Shamrock went crazy. Body slammed everybody, including like six referees and some guy in a suit who just really wanted to get body slammed. And Like, yeah. just baby stepped up to him with his arms up, ready to go, just – Percolating, my turn. <laughs> and then, yeah, he like I don't know who that guy was, but it, it was hilarious. Yeah, it, he was yeah. like a groupie, like, like
2: belly to belly. Me too, because <laughs> he
0: got he hit like six people, and then like this guy's like waiting for his turn, and like Ken Shamrock takes a step back, so he's like, no, you don't forget me. Yeah, gotta get me, and he got him. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. I was super excited when Ken Shamrock started wrestling for the WWE because I was I was into UFC. Especially like in the beginning, back when it was like just a tough man competition, and he was like one of the first guys who came in there. Actually, was doing mixed martial arts like before that. you had, like uh, the the Gracie Brazilian, family, yeah, the Gracie family, and they, w- w- who were amazing. But like Gracie versus Dan Severn would take like forty minutes because they'd be they wouldn't break up the, the holds. They mm-hmm. didn't change they didn't change the rules to later where it's like if you're not. Progressing or, or attacking, if it's just a standstill, they would break up the hold and restart it. So yeah, so Ken Shamrock's matches were fantastic.
0: Yeah, he was the first mega star from UFC, I think. I agree. And it, great, great. Sorry, could keep going. No, I, no, I was going to say the same thing, Jake. I thought he was great in WWF, WWE. F, WWE. Um, wish he would have been there longer. Because mm. I, I think he could have been a main eventer. Yeah, he would. I
2: I wasn't feeling the. His little gimmick, though, like the crazy thing, like he just, he just, it just looked bad. <laughs> I, I, wasn't feeling it. I loved him as an ring performer, though, awesome. But like, you know, I just wasn't feeling that. The, world most, like, the world's, world's most, was the world's most dangerous man. man. Yeah, I wasn't feeling that gimmick. It's just, you just didn't now, sell it. See, like,
0: I thought it was believable, and I like, but I did like him better. Like the the lose going crazy part is one thing, but I liked him better when he was like a hired hand Like when he joined the corporation and like he it was Vince's muscle. Like that's believable. That's very believable because his in ring work was so good. This guy is a killer, and he's in Vince's pocket. That was perfect. I thought
2: that was good. Yeah, but the just his own story. I, he he needed a better gimmick or a better storyline or something because he just that that going nuts thing. He just I didn't, it didn't believe it. Didn't, it was believable. It was
1: just like you—you you look stupid <laughs> to me. But, um, yeah. Now it's kind of like the problem I have, like with Brock Lesnar. Like I'm just—I know he's amazing. I know he's like an incredible athlete and, and just like a killing machine. But I don't know. I just don't. I ain't feeling him. You know? Like there's nothing. No, nah, there's no
0: substance. Well, yeah. Uh, well, you know what I was feeling. What? The Rocks sit-down interview with Jennifer yeah. Flowers. Now, this was happened a little earlier in the show. Jennifer Flowers, if you don't know or don't remember, because most people don't, because she only had 15 minutes of fame and a few tapes that she played for the news on 60 Minutes, but she dated Bill Clinton. Now, not President Clinton. Yes, President Clinton, but before he was president. He was a governor, Clinton, when she had an affair with him. And she went out to the news and said, I had sex with the president before he was president. And he said, no, you didn't. And then she brought some tapes on 60 Minutes and played them, and then everything. And then 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 the, then the the dam broke, so to speak, when Lewinsky came out and everybody else. So that's why she's here. Hooray! Yeah,
1: just the, just another Vince thing. Like he he doesn't like the, the Democrats.
0: We get it. Cool. It's a it's a popular topic of discussion right now. <laughs> so. But The Rock does a great job as being asked questions if he was president, what would he do? Uh, things about the homeless situation. And no. As long as they're keeping their cardboard shanties and out of The Rock's eyesight, it'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic. I love The Rock character. Final yeah, me too.
2: Excuse me. The people's intercontinental champion, The Rock. Now, Rock, yeah. the people want to know if you were the leader of this country, how would you run things?
1: Well, actually, Jenny, The Rock feels like this. First and foremost, the term leader is really beneath the rock. The rock feels like this. A more appropriate term would be ruler.
2: Ruler. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then if if you were the ruler, how would you handle the homeless situation?
1: Tell you what, Jenny, that is a touchy subject to the rock. The homeless situation here in America, the rock feels like this. As long as the rock still has his palatial palace down on South Beach in Miami, Florida, he really couldn't give a damn whether or not they live in a frigid air box. Or a Kenmore box, as long as those homeless pieces of trash keep their cardboard homes off the rock's freshly mowed grass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll put that full interview on Facebook and Instagram for you guys to enjoy it, because it is pretty hilarious. Shortly after this, the rock would become, I think, the leader of the new nation, and they'd kick out Farouk, and he'd become Farouk would become a good guy and then an acolyte, but that's in the future. Later on in this show, we have. Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie, <laughs> also known as Terra Funk. Yeah. Do you know why he called he like where he got the name Chainsaw Charlie from? Yeah. Real- uh he had a barber that was his good buddy. He'd been his barber his whole life, and they always and like they always referred to him as Chainsaw Charlie. And he gonna go, Susie Chainsaw Charlie, and he's gonna cut me up. <laughs> so he and he had passed away or or was real sick, but he was a big wrestling fan, so when he was going to come back for this tag team run, he said he wanted to be called Chainsaw Charlie to give, get a rise out of his barber who was passing or just passed, I think. Not like that. So it's kind of like a dedication to his, his yeah. good buddy. An homage. Yeah, so I'm okay with it now. With yeah. it when I, once I learned that. I uh, yeah, because like,
1: right. I used to just think it was this silly alliteration,
0: you know. I just thought Vince didn't want him to call be called Terry Funk. I didn't oh. know, but it was actually Terry Funk's request, so. So, Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie take on the New Age Outlaws, who are the current champions. One of my top five favorite tag teams of all time. Yeah, they're great, absolutely. Two guys who were in the middle of the card or lower end of the middle of the card, who kind of took things into their own hands and had a great entrance. And it's like a lot of it's the entrance. It's all
1: entrance, yeah. You're going back to like what I was talking about before, like. They just took this gimmick and just made it their own and just stuck with it. And, yeah, it became bigger than they are, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, they're still popular to this very day. Oh,
1: every time. Oh, you didn't know? Like, mm-hmm. you better call somebody. Like, that, that, that hypes up everybody. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, and this match, in my opinion, stole the show. It's a dumpster match, uh, the only dumpster match in WrestleMania history. For the tag team titles, dumpster match is like a casket match. You just got to throw the guys in the dumpster and close the dumpster. So it's a hardcore match. So, you know, Cactus Jack and Terry Funk, Chainsaw Charlie, are in their element. But the Outlaws go toe-to-toe with them for a good 20 minutes, I think, or so, this match was. Yeah, yeah.
2: Outlaws, they was whooping them for a minute. Like, they they, was, they were controlling the match. It was good. Um, but, like, they, until they
0: – yeah, up until they lost the match, yeah. Uh, great moment when they uh Cactus Jack and Billy Gunn are on a ladder for no apparent reason, but they just decide to beat each other up with the ladder, then climb it. And Terry Funk gets punched by Road Dog. I think he gets hit in the head with something, don't he? Or, or oh, he whatever. got hit with the head with a pan or something. But yeah. he he gets hit, so he stumbles like he's getting knocked out, and he back into the ladder, and they fall and into they the fall dumpster. from the ladder into the dumpster. That was, that was awesome. That was probably
2: the best moment of the whole that paper viewable. Yeah,
0: that was great. As a preview of things to come, yep. But uh, yeah. And then there's the they power bombed Terry Funk into the dumpster later on, and I don't know what he hit, but like on his lower, uh, on the lower, on his lower back, like in the kidney area too. Yeah, around his kidney, like you start seeing this, it starts turning like purple, like during the match, like a, a huge bruise. Um, uh, I think there was extras and stuff, and like the next night on Raw, you see this just horrible looking. Bruise on his back from this match. Yeah, Man. it takes up his whole, like almost his whole lower back. It's just purple. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was rough. But they battled to the back, of course, get out of the ring, and then the outlaws are dumped via a forklift. And I think it's the first time a forklift ever been used in yeah, WrestleMania. Terry
2: Funk came out of nowhere. I mean, Chainsaw Charlie came
0: out of nowhere with his forklift. <laughs> like, like where would he come <laughs> from? <laughs> and it, was, it, <laughs> was, it was great. <laughs> That's so cool. Double arm DDT onto like a pallet, and then they <laughs> start lifting them up, and they just dump the limp bodies via forklift into a dumpster. Cactus closes it, and then they use the forklift to lock them in the dumpster. Yeah. And they new tag team champions.
1: I love this match. I it was yeah, this is definitely the best yeah. match of the whole card. Stole
0: the show. I, rem- I I remember this match vividly without even going back to watch it. But I like, I wanted to go back and like rewatch this a couple of times just because I love it so much.
1: And to put all four of these performers over. Like these are these are the guys to watch, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And like the, going back to what you say uh, at the beginning with uh New Age Outlaws, like um I just remember like middle school, everybody like just hear somebody down the hallway go like, Oh, you didn't know it's nope. <laughs> <laughs> down Bye. and just and then, you know, you say, Yo what? But call somebody then, you know, we'll get in trouble <laughs> from get get suspended for saying a Double Snakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate not cursing.
0: <laughs> I just love B.A. Billy Gunn. I thought that was like the coolest nickname ever. B. Yeah. M. That was great. Uh, when he came, Mr. A it was all over with. So. That
1: was too much. <laughs>
0: yeah. That was because Road Dogg made a joke in front of Vince. You know that? No. So it was like, first name, Mr. Uh, no, first name, uh, bad, last name. Booty. Yeah. Booty, I guess. Uh, so... Just call him Mister, mm, or whatever you know. Ass. I don't. Uh, I can't say it without saying it.
1: <laughs> yeah, go ahead, man. <laughs>
0: All right, earmuffs, kids. So it was like first name bad, last name ass. Just call him Mister Ass. And Vince is like, Ah, that's hilarious. That's what I'm going to call you from now on. <laughs> <laughs> ah. And it was just like, so, and then like the career muse sound for Billy uh, Billy Gunn's career just went wah 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 wah. Yeah. Wah, wah. <laughs>
2: Your ass with to call somebody. somebody,
0: yeah. Oh man,
2: we yeah, best best match on the card.
0: Yeah, and, and you know the second best match I think was up next, and it's a big debut. The Big Red Machine, in fact, is debuting with Paul Bearer, Undertaker taking on his brother Kane, who is still very fresh and very new to the WWF at the time. Uh, he came in a few months earlier at Hell in a Cell.
2: Yeah, yeah. The uh, Bad Blood, that bad. was name, that was the name of the pay per view. Oh, thank you. Bad, bad blood. blood, yeah. And actually, um, Kane actually he he was uh he was in the WWF like a years back when they um didn't they do like two they do like a two Undertaker gimmick or something like that?
0: Uh, he actually wasn't the faux Undertaker.
2: Oh, that wasn't him. No, it was oh. a different guy.
0: Uh, but he was Isaac Yankum, the evil dentist. That was Jerry Jerry Lawler's evil dentist.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, I know he was in before. I I thought that he was the Undertaker. I thought, oh like a fake Undertaker, but he wasn't. Okay.
0: Yeah, he was Isaac Yankum, and I think I wanted to say there was one other thing, but I can't remember what it was. Um, but he was not, in fact, the faux Undertaker. He, but he, yeah, he was Isaac Yankum, and then he was in uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling for a long time as uh, Unibomb. Mm, okay but they uh jim ross is a big fan and just kept his eye on him and then when they had this idea i think it was bruce pritchard and jim ross both wanted him for this gimmick to be the undertaker's brother
1: yeah they did a great job with this the story like the the backstory the origin the origin story of of kane is incredible like it's a really great thought out story they 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 used all the the mythos of the undertaker and just really developed this cool secondary character it became really huge. it's popular. popular. Um, this was an incredible match. It was, you know, at this time, like, no one could stop The Undertaker. So they had to make, like, Bizarro Undertaker, basically, to to take him on. And it was, I remember how I was excited to see them finally fight. Because for a while there, he was, I'm not going to fight my brother. And, like... They 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 drove him to do this. So it was this really cool, long, thought out story. And I kinda missed this part of WWE when they used to really take their time with things like the old Macho Man storylines and stuff like that. Like this is probably one of the last ones we were gonna see.
0: Yeah, and it was a great one. Like this story continues on. Kane became an iconic character in his own right. Can do things with or without the Undertaker, but whenever they're on whenever they're together now and they team up, everyone just goes nuts. Yeah. You know? Um and then we're on to the main event. Oh, well, actually, before we get to the main event, I do want to bring up one more thing. Undertaker jumping over the top rope and going through a table. Yeah. On his own. Like, Kane just sidestepped him, and Taker just bleh, through the Spanish announce table. and uh, The Spanish announcer, I don't know who he was, like Hector Rodriguez or something. I, I can't remember what it is. Um, he's the old Spanish announcer, but he just gets nailed. When the taker falls over, you see him just laying still in the chair, but just like almost uh, just prone. back the chair just flipped on its back and he's just laying inside. It was amazing.
1: I would pay so much money just to know what he was thinking. Like the second he realized that, oh, here he comes. I <laughs> Did you mention uh, three tombstones? <laughs> or- no,
0: that's bad. That was <laughs> <No, it's> funny. <laughs> Oh yeah, it takes three tombstones to put Kane down. That's the first time anyone's kicked out of a tombstone, I believe. Oh, yeah. and
1: and Kane does a reversal the first time he tries it, so that was really impressive. Yeah, yeah, um, it,
0: it's just a, it, yeah, it was a great. They told a great story in this match, just about how they're the same and and
1: how like
2: and it kind of like pre did like a little foreshadowing or precursor to like their next match because their next big match because um. Like Kane, like he, he, uh, uh, Undertaker barely pinned Kane, barely. Cause as soon as he hit three, as uh, soon as the ref hit three, he kicked out, it was like, whoa, like you
1: barely <laughs> got him, buddy. Barely got him. Oh man, Speaking barely. Of... Bearer, cause that guy was having his, oh man, Paul Bearer, that he makes a match. I love Paul Bearer.
0: Yes, yes, yes. You
1: go to hell and you stay there.
0: <laughs> Dead man. Dead man. He threw the yeah, and Paul Bear and Kane kind of get the jump on the take and on taker after the match. Tombstone on the chair, leave him laying. So this is only the beginning of a years long feud and relationship, I guess, of these two brothers. Now, and it can't say enough good things about it. But I just like the dumpster match more.
1: No dumpster match. There was a lot more imagination and like a lot. Better uh, for lack of a better word, stunts. And- I'm always a fan of
2: hardcore matches. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Yeah. This is yeah. This is pretty good. But.
0: On to the main event, right? Yeah. Uh, once the taker and once the Spanish announce table has been cleaned up, the baddest man on the planet comes out wearing a DX shirt to the DX band who's getting their. Gosh. Second or third round for the night. If you love the DX
1: song, the intro song, you will love this pay per view because you hear it like six times, insane. <laughs> three different versions. I was, I was getting ah, oh. like the first time. I think you said it too. Like the first time they like they really had energy. Like when Hunter came out to do his match. Like oh, this is really cool. Like and then live, and they sound really good. And then, man, they start. You know, you have to hear the song every time they bring up DX or. It, did, it just wore it. It wore me down.
0: But, I mean, I guess in their defense, if you were a band and you had this huge, like, venue, and it's like, maybe you had that one famous song, and it's like, we want to hear this. Yeah. And then, so you play it, and you're like, no, we want to hear it again. Oh, All right. I don't want to hear anything else. Play it again.
1: <laughs> I think it just annoys me that guy looks like Seth Green, like, trying Seth, to do his best. Seth Green and Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, his best Rage Against the Machine impersonation. Green Machine. Wow.
2: But the version of the song that Mike Tyson comes out to is pretty much like Xbox, uh, theme pretty much. Yeah, yeah, actually,
0: good, good call there. Yeah. Right? that's a good point.
2: So yeah, and seeing Mike Tyson just awkwardly do the, uh, the, the, the suck it, the, the ex- chop, the chop yeah. signs. <laughs> we used to call it the box lunch. Crotch chop.
1: Yeah, the crotch chop. Like yeah. The cro-
2: the crotch chop, but seeing him like just awkwardly do that. It's like yeah. he's just just looking like goofy. I'm like, oh come on, man. You gotta look cooler than that. But whatever. Um but yeah, this was a good match.
1: It was a dope match. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a long one, but it, it moves. It, it's it's about a thirty minute match, but you know, watching Austin, like he, man, he is he is really moving in this match. Like yeah. He's going for it. Like this is probably one of my, this is one of my favorite, awesome matches. Just, to, just to watch the way he's working through this whole thing, it's really incredible. Yeah, he. I mean, you can tell
0: Austin knows how important this match is. Shawn is hurt, so I don't think this was as much as they could do, but it was good. It was, yeah. it was main event worthy. Mike Tyson did a great job in his role. Uh, he was, you know, kind of in DX's pocket. But still a bit of a wild card. You didn't know what was going to happen with him, but he's going to be involved somehow. And, of course, the main referee goes down, so now the enforcer's in charge. Austin hits that stunner, and Tyson just rolls right in there and then count and gives a quick count, and we have the Austin era has begun.
1: That's so
0: great. Okay, yeah, it was kind of a good swerve. Um, you could tell Sean was hurting, but uh, he did his job. Uh Meanwhile, Undertaker's standing in the back at Gorilla, in case Sean doesn't want to do said job, and he's going to go down there and make sure he does. Um, that's been verified that that happened because wow. Sean was still kind of a wild card, um, especially after all the Survivor Series things, you know. Uh, he was standing there to make sure nothing went out of the ordinary, so to speak. And Sean finally uh, recovers from the stunner, and we have, then we have the big moment, right, where he gets in Tyson's face. Uh, Tyson's holding a, an Austin 316 T-shirt. Like the swerve was in, you know, he, Austin and Tyson had swerved DX. And Shawn Michaels is angry, but Tyson puts him down with a right hook, and JR calls it, right hook, Tyson, Tyson, Michaels is <laughs> down.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, wow, I, I would never take that bump. I'd be afraid. I guess one thing, like, to jump onto the ring or do like a somersault or something, but I, I like a fist like Mike Tyson's. No, thank you, sir. Like, uh, uh, I think it was—I um, forgot which roast it was. It might have been Hugh Hefner or something like that. But Steve was on there, mm-hmm. and his bits weren't landing. He wasn't, and he so he—you know—he does what he does best. He does a, a stunt, so he has Mike Tyson's put out his fist, like just make a fist and. Just leave it out there. And steve o ran into it and broke his own nose. Like, the guy's got hands like like steel. Like, you know, I, like, I wouldn't want that anywhere near my face.
0: <laughs> yeah, if he, if he had been off just a little bit. Right. Like, there wouldn't have been any acting in that knockout blow. Yeah. <laughs> but Sean is going to go get back surgery and essentially be retired. And as we go off the air, JR is screaming, And the Austin era has begun. And as the Austin era begins, so does season two of the WrestleManiacs podcast. But episode one is coming to a close, real quick. Jake, WrestleMania fourteen likes, dislikes, favorites. Uh,
2: I like the whole pay per view. There's a whole, every match was good. No, uh, no sleep This is like this is probably the first like, like really really solid <coughs> WrestleMania besides ten. <laughs>
1: Okay, yeah, I, I completely agree. This is a great WrestleMania. Um, I think the only match I would skip would be the cruiserweight one. It's still a good match, like, but if you do, if you're looking to shorten it up, I think I would, that would be the only match I would kind of like jump to the next one. Everything great, like The Rock. Oh, there was that, that Pete Rose came in and got got Tombstone, oh, which to was awesome. Pete Rose. Yeah, yeah, Pete, Rose, Pete the Rose, best celebrity
0: involvement ever.
1: Yes, I, I love a Pete, Like, man. That's hilarious that you just like, you know what? For a couple bucks, you can, you can slam me. I don't care. I'll, I'll rile up your crowd.
0: He did a great job too.
1: Awesome job. It was funny. How bad it. About it? The the, the the audience was yeah. so hyped, man. It was incredible. And
2: he, and he came back. He was so good he
0: came back. Yeah. Like you yeah. want more? Yeah. Sure. But he was in two more. And he got <laughs> tombstone two more times. <laughs>
1: was that was his job for her <laughs> in the late nineties. <90s. laughs> Retire from baseball, what you do now? You just get tombstone. Let's get I tombstone. Get <laughs> uh, what about you, Alex? What do you think?
0: I really enjoyed this WrestleMania. Um again, dumpster match by far my favorite. The cruiserweight match, was uh, the light heavyweight title match was good, but there was no story. So, again, I agree with you, Bob. Uh, But, yeah, it's a great way to officially make Austin the man. And you can tell there's a whole lot going on with a lot of big-time characters. So, the WrestleManias are only going to get better from here on out. And we had a lot to look forward to. So, until next time, I'm Alex Ketchum. Bob Wick. Jake Russell. We will be going for the leg. Hold up now before you go. We here at the WrestleManiacs Podcast want to thank you for listening. We want you to know that this is a podcast by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. So we want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your stories, your comments, your questions. So we can make this podcast as good as possible. Now, in order to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Facebook at WrestleManiacs Podcast on Facebook. Or you can email us at WrestleManiacsPod at gmail.com. Or on Instagram at WrestleManiacsPod. Thank you for tuning in. And we want to also thank Gabber Media. You can check out all their other great shows or however you get your podcast or at gabbermedia.com. See you guys next time.